0: Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Oshvin. I've got Brian on the phone with me. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 1984 film, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, directed by Joseph Zito and starring Kimberly Beck, Corey Feldman, Crispin Glover, and Ted White. This is the fourth film in the Friday the 14th franchise. And it basically follows a group of co-eds <laughs> who are being stalked in the woods by a mass killer. And to talk about this movie, we have a guest with us, uh, Joseph Arcos, who was on our Mandy episode, uh, very actively reached out to us. He was very passionate about talking to us about this movie. He's our friend from North Carolina, the lead singer of Alloy Fox. And uh, Joseph, welcome to our show.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, I do have to point out you said Friday the 14th. Uh, but, oh, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah just leave that in it's it's great <laughs> right. well i mean technically this movie like takes place on monday like the 17th right
1: oh did it wait did they establish the date in it
0: uh i think if you do the math on it like because it happens like a day after the like, oh, the, the last my God. one you're or totally two, right and so then like two days out 100 percent.
1: it's uh yeah
2: yeah I didn't even catch that either. I was like, "Why is Joseph laughing?" Yeah, already? sorry. <laughs> just because he's Joseph. I didn't mean, it's spoiled the take. But uh, yeah, that was it.
0: no, it right. works. Pod fluid over here. Uh, Joseph, do you want to tell us why you were so excited to talk to us about this movie?
1: Uh, well, yeah. So I mean, mostly it's Chris C- Crispin Glover. Um, I'm a big fan of his performance in this movie. Um, I, I, to be completely honest with you, I, I uh, I'm not. I haven't been a huge fan of Friday the 13th movies until a few years ago uh, when I had some friends who we, we marathoned all of them. Uh, our friends who who have this essentially a movie theater in, in their basement uh, went through all 12 movies. Uh, there were 13 of us that were watching it and that was by accident, but kind of awesome. Um, and it took a bunch of hours and I fell asleep during two of them. But essentially we watch all the movies all the way through. And this was my favorite one by far because uh, I think it's when some of
2: the delirium started to kick in. Did you do it like over a number of days, or was it all like one solid stretch consecutively?
1: No, this was just this was back to back every single one.
0: Dang. Wow. Wait, uh, was it on like
1: a Friday the thirteenth? It was on a Friday the thirteenth, and the next day was actually Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. So this was before my That's... son, my first son, was born. So Amy was pregnant while this was happening, and we, we did this, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, mostly I'm passionate about this because of, as I said, Crispin Glover um, is a real hero <laughs> in this movie to me, and a personal savior um, for yeah. nerds
2: everywhere. <laughs> and he's got uh, this is like the first character arc in a Friday the Thirteenth yeah, movie.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna Crispin's say he has Glover. a com- he has a complete arc in the movie and it's great yeah he 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 basically plateaus you know he's never gonna have a better day
2: than that day <laughs> <laughs> he could, yeah a lot of people actually in this movie they go out on like the best
0: day of their lives yeah not a bad way to go yeah <laughs> it's not Everybody uh, sex. <laughs> yeah there was a lot of yeah. sex going on it
1: was
2: good
0: yeah. yeah, I I I like that about this one. There did seem to be like a lot more sex <laughs> and nudity than the other ones.
2: There was more nudity than the other ones for sure. Oh, Maybe this, uh, the other ones combined. Yeah, I think this is yeah. when it
1: started to become a trope in these movies. Um, oh, bu- buckle in, boys, because it, it just it gets more gratuitous from here.
2: It was gorier than the other ones. It seemed too.
1: Yeah, I think th- that's the other thing is I think this is the first one that's starting to get really fun. Um, I, I think some of the people making this started to realize what it was, you know, they weren't trying to make like a scary movie more. It's just like, uh, this is something that people will enjoy, you know, kind of embracing the schlock.
0: Yeah. 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 That felt a little more pronounced though. I don't know. I feel like part three was very sh- like schlock heavy with all the, like the 3d effects. Uh, I mean like Brian, would, yeah. didn't we kind of hate that one? Yeah. I really <laughs> hated that one. Well, <laughs>
2: that it? was yeah, schlocky, but, <laughs> but like. I think what Joseph is saying is it leans into the nudity and the gore a little bit more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and I know shlock. some of the gore was cut from the other movies, but.
1: Yeah. You get some yeah. close-ups of, of stuff. and um, Yeah. It, it's another reason I wanted to watch or talk to you guys on one of these Friday the 13th is because you guys hate these so much. And it just brings <laughs> me so much joy. Like, my favorite episodes are you guys talking about these movies because you're just like, I really, <laughs> I, I really don't get it. Like, how is this famous? I still don't get
2: it, but I'm glad that we have someone who likes these movies on here to represent those that do. Yeah, yeah. maybe they can explain it to us.
1: Yeah. 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 I will say, though, growing yeah. up, um, Friday the 13th was probably my least favorite of the big three. Like, I preferred, I was a Freddy guy, and I thought the Halloween movies were pretty good. Um, so I wasn't, like, a big fan of these until I did the marathon. and I know that's something that you guys kind of talked about on the other episodes, is, um, like, you think these would be more fun to watch in a group, right? And 100% they are. It's, like, these movies are, are best when people are screaming at the screen or quoting Karkscrew sure. as it's happening, you know? Like, it, it, it's it's way more fun in in that context.
2: Yeah, 100%. I can—Joseph, I don't know if you remember, but I've been to that friend's house, I'm pretty sure, and watched some movies in there, like, movie theater, essentially. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you yeah, saying that's that, I'm right. like, oh, yeah. If I was, like, marathoning it all night with that, <laughs> probably a group similar to the group I was with, then, yeah, I would have definitely enjoyed these, movie- these
0: movies more. Yeah. Yeah, what, what are these uh, marathons you guys are going to, and, and how come I'm not invited to those?
1: <laughs> Dude, you're welcome to come anytime, man. You should come visit yeah. North Carolina. Uh,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll shotgun awesome. some movies. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think Brian and I like I feel like we would agree like uh, out of like the big three like the, this is definitely the weak one and I I don't know I I feel like just the first three have been like so repetitive and just repeating the formula and not like uh, having a lot of fun with it um, like Brian do you remember what else we kind of bothered us about the franchise so far uh, everything yeah <laughs> the terrible storylines <laughs> awful characters. <laughs> yeah. Actually, before
2: we get too far, we have some podcast buddies that I want to plug at The Movie Cellar, spelled cellar like basement, and they always do a Friday the 13th movie on Friday the 13th as well. So you should go check out their episode that comes out this Friday, I believe, they're doing uh, A New Beginning, the fifth installment in the franchise. Mm -hmm. I just finished listening to their episode on the final chapter because I didn't want to listen until I had seen it, and they had a really good conversation on that, so tune into their cool. show this friday.
1: They R- say they're that like again? one what? ahead
2: of us. They're one ahead of us, yeah. W- yeah what's they, their podcast they have called? Conversations. The Movie Seller. Seller like mm-hmm. basement. Ah,
1: gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I'll check that out.
2: Yeah, they're good. But anyway, yeah. I brought them, well, I brought them up cuz I was going to plug them either way, but they also don't like these movies like <laughs> it makes me feel a little
0: bit better. <laughs> <laughs> any I, I it sounds like even like the genesis of this movie the fourth one was uh because the producer like was so disappointed in like the last few movies even though they were like commercial successes I felt like part of it was him recognizing that like no one respects me as an artist <laughs> and like that's what he was trying to like accomplish did you guys read anything about that Yeah he wanted out Frank Mancuso
2: Yeah I'm he kidding. wanted like, go out so, in the high note
1: So he made it like schlocky on purpose
2: I don't Uh, think he made it sloppy on purpose, but he was just like, this has got to be the last one, and so they called it the final chapter, and Paramount agreed with him because they thought the slasher craze was waning, and then uh, he was also like the son of a dude that used to be president of Paramount or something, a higher up at Paramount, (laughs) so I'm sure he had some influence.
0: Oh, yeah, man. total nepotism there. But it, it 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 did sound like he was kind of uh, bummed at the critical, uh, like lack of critical acclaim of of the third one. Which the third one, uh, out of the ones we've seen so far, like what do you guys think like, have been the good ones versus the bad ones? Yeah, what are Joseph? I since you've seen them all, what are some of your least
2: favorites?
1: Um, hmm. uh, I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. Like, what are my least favorites? I I would say. Yeah, I guess three You're is probably the worst positive. one. I know, right? I'm too optimistic. Um, yeah, three probably is the worst one, just in the sense that for all the reasons you said, like it's just too derivative. Like it, it tries to like do that like rhyming poetry thing where it repeats things from like the first couple movies, and it kind of doesn't work. And and the, the it's a shitty final girl in the third one, really. Um, so yeah, probably that's the worst one. So you guys are over the hump because it, it, it. Uh, I think it gets better <laughs> from here. Um, they just really get off the rails after this, which is is fun for me, but again, I like bad movies, so I can't really say that they're <laughs> they're good, but I enjoy them more as they go on. Uh, yeah. I, w- I will say another one that I really liked was, uh, and this is controversial, um, is the the Rob Zombie movie? because it it kind of like combines a lot of plot points from a lot of the the other movies and all into one movie. Uh, and I will say it has some of the best boobs in it that I've ever seen in any
2: movie. <laughs> wait, Rob Zombie? Yeah, which yeah. one is that? The The remake, Friday the 13th. Rob Zombie did the remake of Friday the 13th? Yeah, shortly after he did the
1: first Halloween remake, I think. No, <laughs> that's not him. What? What do you mean it's not new? <laughs> that's not. I don't think Rob Zombie did that. Oh, wait, my producer's Googling it. <laughs> Didn't he? But
2: I think
1: you're. Right. I'm gonna make you guys edit this out if it's not this, true. I, this this was like a 2009. <laughs> yeah, 2009. Was? Rob Zombie. Boom. Yeah. Rob Zombie directed it. Uh, or he might have been a producer. I don't know. I, I thought it was his movie. Oh, I had Jared Padalecki in it. Had Jared Padalecki in it. Damn. Oh, so not directed by Rob Zombie.
2: <laughs> All right, I, yeah, I feel closer just... to closer to nerd status. status. I corrected Joseph.
1: <laughs> You've done it. No, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> I, I, you guys watch more horror movies than I do at this point, so you are you are well on your way. <laughs> We're getting Brian.
0: There. I totally I I t- I t- would have kept rolling with that, feeling like, oh, man, we got to see that Rob Zombie one. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's a uh, it's good thing yeah. Joseph is here to catch you from saying Friday
0: the 14th Because I'm here yeah, I know I think I'm been really good so far, guys
1: Hey, did you guys Everyone's notice not that um, uh, there was a Was there a, a harpoon in this movie?
0: Yeah, there was a harpoon gun
1: Did anyone go
2: Wait, in
0: Final har- Chapter? Yeah Yeah
1: in, in that dude who was like living in the tent
2: Oh yeah, the crotch, crotch shot Yep
1: Yep yeah, the crotch yacht. Yeah. And, but no one went hunting for fish in this movie, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he, he was out there hunting for bears, <laughs> which is uh, almost as ridiculous. He was hunting
1: for bears, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, Tom Savini was, was involved in this. W- was he involved in the previous ones as well? I, I don't remember seeing his name before.
2: He did the effects for just the first one, and then he came back for this one because he was like, well, I've got to help kill off Jason. Yeah, little yeah. Little did he oh, know. Okay. Yeah. That was just the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's kinda cool. They give him another shot. And I think like we see a lot of masks in the movie. I am assuming he did those. I would assume, and that was like an homage to Tom Savini
2: that uh Corey Feldman's character was really into making masks and effects and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind like of, that he's kind of like the
2: uh requisite eighties kid prodigy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. He kind of fit that uh trope. Um yeah, and speaking of that kid, so Corey Feldman, uh, are, you, are you guys a fan of his?
1: Yeah, man, Goonies, I mean, yeah, he's been in a lot of good
2: stuff. Goonies, Gremlins. Yeah, Lost Boys, I guess. He, like, um, kind of blew up after this. He was in this in 84, Gremlins in 84, Goonies in 85, I think, and then Lost Boys and Stand By Me were, I don't know, late late 80s as well. Yep, yeah, that was kind of his era. And then speaking uh, of the '80s, man, there was only two years in the <laughs> '80s that didn't see a Friday the Thirteenth release. Isn't that nuts? I know. That's you crazy. said that
1: on your last episode. That kind of blew my mind because you know I wasn't watching these as like, as they were coming out. So that's news to me. I just assumed they were more spaced out than that. But I, I mean, you think about how successful they were at the box office. I mean, they made back between like three and eight times their budget sometimes, right? Like these were highly yeah. successful movies.
2: Yeah, totally. this one had a budget of two point six million and box office of thirty three million.
0: Ten times, that's crazy.
1: Damn, ten yeah. times its budget.
0: Uh, isn't that kind of like uh, Saw today? I feel like we were in a period, like for like a, at some point in the last ten years, where you had a Saw coming out every year or something, uh, in that franchise. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, that that's a crazy amount of volume they're doing on this one. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I, I feel like the other big name here was Crispin Glover. I, I, I think like out of everyone in the movie, I think it's just him and Corey Feldman that really had like huge careers after this, unless you guys saw something else.
1: Yeah, I think, I those, think that's about it. Those were the two. Yeah. I, I don't recognize any of these other people from, from other things, especially that, yeah. that, uh, uh, Teddy, Teddy bear. <laughs> I hate that guy.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> he's off. <laughs> I hate watching
1: him. Like, I hate when he's on screen. I hate everything he says. But but it does yeah. make Crispin Glover's character, uh, his arc, more pronounced. So I appreciate that he's there. I just wish it was a different actor
2: because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, he I does think it effectively, kinda... even though I hate him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, exactly. he is. I mean, you know, you everyone knew someone like that guy growing up, right? who would, like, try and make something work. Like, he keeps saying dead fuck, and oh my it, god, it just sucks every time he says it, you know? It's the worst. And and I think yeah. we've all had friends like that who just try and make something work, and by repeating it over and over and over, and it...
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: We're
0: trying to make Fetch happen.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not what we're trying to do with this podcast. We keep, like, repeating these episodes. <laughs> yeah. <make> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a shitty character, but yeah, pretty relatable, I guess. If everyone knows someone like that. Uh, pretty like a douchebag. Uh, hey, one, uh, one last thing before we jump into like the, the, the rest of the movie. Um, so uh, I I know like Brian, we've talked before about like how slashers intersect with this uh, thing around like uh, teenagers and, and hooking up and and the idea of like the fear of like losing your virginity, and uh, you've probably read a book or something on this. But um, what what is the exact connection? Like, is it that the slashing is supposed to be like a metaphor uh, of like the fear that like these teenagers have, or like the vulnerability as, as like they're thinking about sex or something? Or how do you guys interpret like that whole correlation there? Joseph, why don't you go ahead? I bet you've got some thoughts. Geez, that's a deep question. Um, I, I always thought that
1: the reason these movies were popular was because. Um, almost kind of like a a jealousy thing like the the kids who were having sex the kids who were partying and having fun there's a lot of people who aren't getting to do that when they're teenagers so to see that group of people get violently murdered I think (laughs) well first to see them followed so you get to see their adventure Right, you get to see them have sex Uh, and then they're killed they're kind of like punished for it Um, that was kind of always my take on, on it as why they were popular because it's like it's almost like a gratifying thing, right? It's like, wow, I'm not popular, but these popular kids or these kids that like, get to do fun things, get to go to camp sure. or whatever, are being punished for something that I'm not allowed to do or not, I'm not able to do. That was always kind of yeah. my take on it. But I, I like where your head's at, Ashwin. You want, can you, is, did you come up with that theory? That's good.
0: Uh, I, I mean, I, I think there's uh, like a yeah, yeah I just kind of like visually think of this kind of movie movie made really uh, think about that because uh, I mean, they're, they're all like they're like hook up and like that's what the pattern that we're seeing with all these movies. And uh, I, I was wondering if it's like the slashing, uh, you know, like with uh, g- a guy going around the knife and like stabbing people, if that's supposed to be uh, somehow uh, tied to like sex and like penetration and that type of thing, especially with oh. the alien. I feel like that uh, conversation came up a lot. Um, Brian, what, what, do, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, people have definitely theorized that the, uh, that the knife is phallic
2: and that the, it's all about penetration and, uh, yeah. But I I really like Joseph's take on it. That's cool. I mean, that might be, sometimes I'm like certain stuff like that. Like what you're talking about, Ash, it's just a bunch of film theorists and critics (laughs) sitting around (laughs) thinking, and I'm not sure if it totally (laughs) taps into what's really happening. And I think Joseph's, uh, point might tap into more to what's really going on here and why these are popular yeah you maybe like see yourself in the the straight narrow virgin who comes out on top
1: yeah you're the final yeah. girl right you're the one who's following all the rules and everyone else is punished that's kind of how i took it right yeah
2: yeah and I feel, I feel like a lot of people who like horror movies especially as kids it was kind of like an outlet for them
0: yeah. Right. To kind of like live this wild partying lifestyle, but then like see what happens to those people. And it, yeah. And another
1: thing is like the context of these movies. So uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I think you guys are spot on. These are bad movies. Right. But <laughs> and I think people have a nostalgia lens when, when they look at this. But um, like back in the day, there was no Internet. Right. It, it, you know, so if you wanted to see boobs, you had to like buy a penthouse or, or go to a movie. Right. And so this was an outlet for that. And and also like violence was something that was very censored on television. Like you couldn't really, you couldn't really watch anything like this on TV. So even though it was really bad and poorly made and the story sucks and the characters are like underdeveloped and bad, um, it still is an experience. It was a way to like, you know, you could say like, oh, the new Friday the 13th is coming out. There's going to be kind of interesting murders and probably boobs in it. You want to go and like probably, you know, go with your friends and like laugh at it and stuff. Yeah that that's kind of why i think these were popular again i don't really know i know why i like these movies cuz they're schlock and but these were like financial successes which i wouldn't expect you know like <laughs> you know like i don't think mandy was a huge financial success but like i know why i love it yeah yeah i mean that's that, a
2: great point about the accessibility of not pornography but just you know <laughs> seeing naked people yeah. like and Ashwin and I just talked about this on a yet-to-be-released episode, um, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, if you watch something from a time period where the movie is hinged upon upon certain thrills that it is delivering, and those thrills don't age well, then (laughs) the bones of the movie are just kind of, like, useless then. Because it's all just there to support and prop up these cheap thrills, but they're not really that thrilling anymore in 2020, so the movie itself feels shittier.
1: Yeah. Cheap thrills is the word. That's, that's correct. That's, that's exactly what this is. And, and I can appreciate a good cheap thrill personally, (laughs) but I I get it. And and that's why I love listening to you guys talk about these movies because they're not good movies. They're bad. And it's like, it's like showing a, a millennial Shakespeare, you know, it's like, uh, like these were good in the context of the time, but just reading Shakespeare on a page is fucking boring. Right. It's like, but, you know, in the context on stage with actors and stuff and and when there was no TV, there was you know, even books were kind of scarce and stuff like like that was what was happening at the time. That's what was popular. And I think this is not oh, this is horrible. I should not have compared this to Shakespeare. I'm an English lit major. And this is, <laughs> I'm burying myself here. But uh, but I think the point is true. You know, like it's taken out of context. These movies are bad, you know. They're, they're not good movies. Um, but I think if if looking, uh, looked at through the right lens, they can be enjoyed. And I do enjoy them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot sense of sense. Did you guys, like, uh, not to totally th- derail us, but did you guys have a movie that you would rent from the video store that you knew had good nudity in it, that you <laughs> knew your parents wouldn't suspect had good nudity in it? Ooh, Species, whoa. man. Oh, dude, that's what I was gonna say.
1: Species was a really good movie in its time. That was a really yeah. good. I remember loving that movie. Wild Things was another one because it has that like threesome yeah. sort of scene in it. That was incredible. In middle school, yeah. like that was like <laughs> that was like that was like the pinnacle. I remember downloading um, screenshots of that movie on AOL. Where the picture was downloading slowly, you know, like, taking oh, down yeah. and, like, almost getting to the nudity, and I was, like, so excited to see Denise Richards' boobs.
2: And I remember my yeah. cousin at one point giving me, like, a printed-out black-and-white f- <laughs> nude photo from the internet in, like, sixth grade. <laughs> black-and-white? <laughs> that, like, his friend printed off for him. Did you, like, put it in your trapper keeper or something? I had a desk. Uh th- where one of the drawers locked and that's where I put it. Nice. <laughs> a
1: desk where <laughs> one of the drawers locked. My parents were like
2: on. I was like kind of an adult and my parents were getting rid of that desk and <laughs> they were like, We can't find the keys to this thing, but we got a locksmith and we opened it and I didn't even ask what they what they found <laughs> in there. And
1: they will never tell. They will never tell.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely a don't <laughs> ask, don't tell situation with that <laughs> yeah. locked drawer. God almighty. Some 1996 pornography. So I have a theory that I want to
1: get into quickly is I think you guys do like these movies because listening to your guys' podcast talk about them. Brian, for for part two, when you describe when Jason is standing on the chair, (laughs) in that episode, you do this giggle that I've never heard you do in the whole time I've known you. And it is delightful. And I think in that moment, you are enjoying Friday the 13th part two. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. And if that conversation could happen while me and Ashwin were in the same room and especially me and Ashwin and you would be in the same room watching the movie, then I could totally that's where I can step into someone else's shoes and be like, I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like there's good moments in these that are really enjoyable, but of course, altogether, they don't make a good film. Right. And I think we're we're also spoiled by the and you've said this in a previous episode too, Brian, where the 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 volume of good content today is way more than it was back then so people are way they were way more forgiving I think back then for, for shit you know they'd pay five dollars or whatever movie cost back then to, to go see one of these schlocky mm. films but whereas now like you know there's there's download content you you can watch shit like pretty quickly you can find good movies so the bar is way higher than it was in the 80s um, again that doesn't excuse them being bad movies but um I think the context is there to say, like, this is why they were probably popular.
0: Yeah, that sure. makes a lot of sense. A product of its time. Uh, all right, well, cool. Um, well, before we dive into the plot and spoilers, uh, Brian, you got an Ohio connection for us? Yeah, a, uh, a one like that's somewhat
2: shrouded in internet mystery. So, as we mentioned, Tom Savini, who did the effects on the first one, returned for this movie. And from what I could find on the internet, it sounds like for a few years, there was a convention called savini that was held in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, cool. And I could not get much information other than that. Um, yeah. It sounds like it was kind of paired up with some other horror convention that would happen in <laughs> Cleveland. And I, I don't know if it was for effects stuff or what, but okay, my I did find a couple of references some, My producer's to it.
1: looking yeah. up Savinithon right now. Let's see if we can find some information. You'll find...
2: Chris, you'll find, like, two hits, and that's it. <laughs>
1: There's a MySpace <laughs>
2: invite page. Like. <laughs> yeah. One's from, like, Ain't It Cool News. Like, there were a couple sources where I was like, okay, this seemed to have actually happened, but
0: it was, like, 2002, yeah. 2003. Oh, man, that would have been cool to check out. <laughs> two hits. All right, yeah, great connection, though. <laughs> Thanks. Um, cool. Well, then, uh, are you guys ready to move on, top about the plot, uh, our review, and, and rate the film, and dive into in the spoilers? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Uh, before we do that, I, I just got to look something up really quick, so I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, can you guys give me a minute? Sure. Sure, man. All right, I'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. Uh, sorry, I just I just had to uh, look something up on my imaginary laptop. I was, I was trying to figure out why Friday the 13th is such a garbage franchise. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to go look for a
1: corkscrew. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were going <laughs> to
2: download some like very
0: pixelated
1: porn, yeah. s- static Old pornography. Man. Some black and white printout hey. porn. <laughs>
0: yeah. My, I, I started the print job, man. It's going to take like a day. It's it's going.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm drinking parents wine. Parents will get
0: back from their trip.
1: I'm drinking wine right yeah. now, and no lie, w- we were looking for the corkscrew earlier, and we couldn't find it for like five minutes.
0: Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Hard, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, so would, this might be a good time to talk about your smash cut. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Can we post that on our socials? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, some of my laughing
1: in it is obnoxious, but uh, yeah, you, go ahead. You can share that link. Sure. <laughs> that's it's- like the
0: best part, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like that more than the movie. Joseph made a smash cut of some of uh, the best of Crispin Glover in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah it has got
0: a Joseph uh, laugh track going along with it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just good. I love I'm, This is one thing I miss about Chicago. like you can go see bad movies with Joseph or even a movie that you don't think that is that funny. And he will be laughing <laughs> t- in a volume in the theater that you're at first embarrassed by. And then you just lean
0: into it and you're, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So we we're, we're going to share We'll We'll put that out there.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Go for mind, it. Joseph. That's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The best of uh, Crispin. Um, well, cool. So, yeah, uh, so diving into the plot here. Uh, the movie kicks off kind of bizarrely. There's like a group of kids uh, sitting around a campfire retelling uh, the story of Friday the 13th, uh, basically like recapping the last three movies. And in like a span of like two minutes, we see every death, I guess, from those movies. But then you never see these kids again, or they're never kind of mentioned. I mean, is, isn't that kind of a, Do you guys think this was like a weird opening? Dude, those were the kids from Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, they were?
2: Yeah. You've already wiped that movie from your memory. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, a, a scene. The whole first three minutes was footage from other movies. They do that every time. The first movie is the only one because it's impossible so yeah. far that doesn't have footage uh, of a previous movie. So, th- those kids are even from part two? There's one of these every year. We know what went on. <laughs> well,
1: look. Of I know, course, but it, it's Again, it's again a- context, right? You couldn't just watch a Friday the 13th movie. I don't even know if they had Blockbuster back then. Like, it'd be very difficult to obtain the previous ones. So a lot of people were coming into it for the first time, not having seen the other ones, just by their older brother recommended it or something, right? Um, so yes, it's stupid. It, it's it's bad to have a three minute recap in front of any movie, but context, guys.
0: Damn you! I mean, it, it is You've such like a conflict. Yeah, <laughs> and it is like such a complicated plot. I feel like it's worth retelling every time to remind people.
2: Yeah, I don't think many homes like had a VHS or Betamax player at that point. I would guess. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, All right, yeah. Joseph. Glad you're here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that was the that was the same crew from uh, part two. That's interesting. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. So then the movie picks up after doing the I, I guess what it, every other movie does. Uh, it then picks up where uh, part three ended. Um, literally like that that night, uh, we're shown Jason's dead body. Um, he's being carried out in an ambulance. He's going to the mortuary at a hospital. Um, that at seems the hospital. good
1: though, right? Like it starts with just a bunch of ambulances and police. And if you haven't seen the other, I mean, I guess they give the recap, so it's not. But if you were just to start there, that's kind of a compelling beginning, I feel like. There's just like, there's been murders. So. There's just like bodies, you know, you don't know what's going on. I, I think that's a cool way to start a movie. Sorry to cut it to the recap.
0: Immediately the quality felt higher in this movie than the others, I will say that. Yes. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, like, yeah, right off the bat, they're doing something a little bit different here. The camera was
1: panning over the scene. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of good.
0: It's just better production values. And then even, like, the fact that they go to the hospital and you have, like, the next few sequences take there, like, that's different for a Friday the 13th movie where you're not (laughs) at the lakeside anymore. Um, and did, was that so? They go to the hospital with with his body, and uh, and um, Jason kind of wakes up there and ends up killing uh, this mortician and and this nurse. Um, did you guys feel like this was maybe a response to like Halloween Two and trying to recreate that vibe?
1: Ooh, I didn't even think of that. You yeah. guys are becoming nerds. I'm so proud of you.
0: <laughs> uh What do you guys think of that workout video though? That was going on in the background <laughs> at the hospital. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought you were gonna breeze over that. I'm glad you didn't. Um, <laughs> what
0: channel is that? Know, is there man. is there a YouTube live stream that's just that now? Is that, is that like the 1980s like Pornhub back then?
1: I, I think that was a thing. So I, I, I mean, I was coming into puberty when when AOL was around, so I immediately was able to to browse the web. But my brother, my older brother, used to say, he used to watch like. Uh, like workout videos would arouse him. Also, te- all female tennis matches, <laughs> like the sounds they make. he's like you know, like so. I think, yeah. I think yes, I think there was content like this available, but it was before our time, and, and we wouldn't know.
2: That was a real video yeah. he was watching. It was called Aerobicize
1: You're kidding me. That was not made for the film.
2: That was not made for the movie.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Wow! Can you post yeah. a link
2: for that too on this episode? <laughs> yeah,
0: I probably <laughs> should. I'm pretty sure I'll have to double check. And and I think the actress in that video is in one of the future uh, movies, right? Oh, I think no. you're right. I think you're right. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, which one? Uh, I mean, isn't it like just one girl on screen, like doing a bunch of moves? There's, like, three girls at one point, like, just putting
1: their butts together like, in the middle of the camera. <laughs> one, one of those three butts
2: shows up later. There's a line. My toddler's, one of my toddler's favorite books is called Little Blue Truck, and all these animals line up to push the trucks that are stuck. Oh, I
1: know and Little Blue Truck. And there's a line truck. in
2: the book. You know that book, Joseph?
1: Yeah, we have, a, we have a stuffed, a plush Little Blue Truck in a few of the books.
2: There's a line in that book. That's That goes head-to-head head and rump-to-rump. Rump. They all pushed blue. <laughs> and this is definitely a rump-to-rump rump situation in aerobic size. But my toddler, like, <laughs> it just dawned on him what that meant today, and he just kept
0: walking around going, rump-to-rump. Rump. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, those are some nice rumps. Uh, yeah, so, so now Jason, he's on the loose again. Uh, he woke up in the hospital. He killed two people. And we cut back to the lake. We're introduced to this family that has uh, consists of a teenage daughter named Trish, her younger brother Tommy, and their single divorced mother. Um, they live uh, at this lake house across from a house that has been rented out by some teens. I, this also felt like really different for a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Like we've never had a, a family dynamic going on. Yeah. Uh, did this catch you guys by surprise at all? It definitely feels different. Yeah, and different. I immediately
2: like the movie more because of that. Like there's actual likable characters, and there are characters who
0: are not. Teens or twenty-somethings on a trip, right? That's like another dimension. So then, uh, yeah. So then, this group of teens uh, show up to the lake house, and um, we have like two couples, and then Jimmy and Ted, who are the outcasts of the group. Ted is the one that uh, we all kind of hate, and Jimmy is the (laughs) awkward uh, Crispin. Any any other? For more on Jimmy, you can check out the video that we're gonna post that uh, Joseph has Uh, put together. Jimmy is a legend. Uh, So, on the way to the house, they pass this hitchhiker who uh, gets killed by Jason, so we know Jason's on his way back to the lake. Did you guys see the banana kind of die in her hand? (laughs) Yeah, she
1: squeezes. That's a good shot.
2: I didn't know what they were trying to pull off there. I think they had hinted that that woman was a lesbian, and then they had her eating this banana and had it, like, flop, like, flaccidly from her hand. I was like... I feel like there's some <laughs> weird 80s like commentary going on here, and I don't yeah. even want to know.
0: Some propaganda.
2: <laughs> I like the, I like that the back of her sign
0: just says, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, so then the next day, uh, these teens all head down to this lake, and on the way down, they run into these twins uh, who then join them, and they all go skinny dipping in this lake, and I, I think this is where the nudity and everything kind of starts to hit uh, high gear <laughs> uh, for us. Uh, j- yeah, that was a fun scene. Uh, yeah, this
1: is like the dream, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Just going, going skinny dipping with some uh, random uh, twins.
1: I thought about how Ashwin would act in these situations a lot while watching this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he would be, he would be Crispin Glover shouting, "We don't have any <laughs> suits." I didn't bring my swimming sweater, guys. <laughs> my swimming sweater. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
2: it'd be awkward, man. <laughs> I just re-listened to the Mandy episode that you were on, Joseph, and you, Joseph, wanted to do a thing where we all said what we were drinking, and Ashwin revealed that he was drinking hot water.
1: Hot water. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're <laughs> drinking hot water right now. <laughs>
1: yes. And I thought you meant tea, but no, it's literally hot water.
0: Yeah, I don't waste my time on the teas, man. Just get give me I the hot water. I still haven't tried hot Steeping? water. No, you you claimed
1: it was so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tell you guys, once you start drinking it, it's it's going to change your mind about how you consume water. I'm scared to try
1: it because I don't want to be someone who drinks hot water. <laughs> I've done be it before guy. and
0: it's, it's not bad actually. It's it's, it's a lot. Not,
1: really? I've never tried hot water.
0: It's, it's a lot more comforting than cold water. Cold water is pretty aggressive. <laughs> hot water is like kind of calming and meets you where you are. <laughs> it's... it's I recommend it.
1: <laughs> cold water can can that be on Ashwin's tombstone? <laughs> cold water is pretty aggressive.
2: Ashwin Prakash died drinking an ice cold glass of water.
1: <laughs> yeah. Died via
2: corkscrew
0: attack. Hot water you at. <laughs> all right, guys. I, I I'd give it like another year, and then we're all gonna be you're gonna be on board with this. We're getting there. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna try it now. This is my 2020 goal. <laughs> all right, get water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so then uh, Trish and Tommy, they uh, also, you know, all these kids are in the skinny dipping and stuff. Uh, they run into this random dude named uh, Rob who claims to be hunting bears out in the woods. Uh, they pick him up, give him a ride to his house or their house. And uh, that's kind of, um, that's a, yeah, it just kind of felt random. I don't know. Do you guys think that was weird? Yeah,
1: he's just got a knife in his boot and... Says he's hunting bears, and they trust him right away. Yeah, it's super weird.
0: Complete unnecessary yeah.
2: character. He. It also is revealed later in the plot that he's out to avenge the death of his sister, who died in part two. Right. Yeah. right. A character I don't even remember <laughs> yeah. from
0: part two. I don't, I, I don't either. I'd like look that up. Like who, who died in part two that he's related to? It still doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it might not even be based on anything. I, I'm a fan, and
0: I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> could be entirely made up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and who hunts bears? Like Brian, when you were in the when you were hiking the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> did you run into anyone hiking bears? Uh, or it's hunting illegal. Bears? Oh, all kinds of bears. Uh,
2: it's illegal to hunt the American black bear. That's for sure. Um, I assume all so- sorts of
0: bears these days and age. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So then uh, later that night, these teens are throwing a party. Uh, the twins are over. Um, as, you know, as Joseph, you were mentioning earlier, as the viewer, we're kind of jealous, like, "Oh man, such a cool party. Crispin bunch, of, uh, like bust out these amazing, uh, dance moves, which I, I thought was like one of the highlights of the movie, him, him dancing. Did you guys enjoy that? <laughs>
2: he became yeah. George you McFly in that scene. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my God. Wait, but how did you guys process this scene as you were seeing it for the first time? Because it's, it's a very important scene to cinema in my opinion.
2: I just when I was watching it, I pictured like a Back to the Future producer watching this movie and like calling, calling up the casting agent, being like, "We found our George."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was just like, "Wow, this movie like isn't trying to be serious anymore. Like, this is just amazing Uh, cinematography." Okay, so
1: you did enjoy this part. Well yeah. done. Yeah. You guys yeah. have enjoyed a scene in a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs>
2: That's
0: two for Brian, I think. There were things to enjoy <laughs> about this movie. I'll say that for it. Uh, so, yeah, then, then the kills really start happening at this house, uh, and we get some pretty uh, funny, or like, interesting kills. I mean, one woman is stabbed uh, through an inflatable boat. Another dude gets it with a harpoon <laughs> gun in the nuts. Um, Brian, did you, did you buy a harpoon gun yet? I, I know after the last episode you were talking about getting one.
2: Uh, was I talking about getting one, or
0: was I talking about getting a uh, thermal pizza bag? Oh, was, yeah, Satanic Panic. I think in oh. part three, though, uh, we were talking about like, who's got a harpoon gun. Like That's like a random thing to have. Yeah, I'm going to harpoon yeah. a how, pizza how go... and yank it into my thermal bag and <laughs> run.
1: I mean, you need a harpoon to go hunting for fish. Exactly. <laughs> how are you going to fish yeah.
0: <laughs> on a fish hunting trip? <laughs> how are you going to be a fish hunter yeah, right. when
1: you go fish hunting? <laughs>
0: Uh, any of these like kills that like really jumped out to you guys here's my beef
2: with Friday the 13th in general which I have mentioned many times before the kills aren't even that good if it's all about the kills <laughs> uh-huh. like they cut a- <laughs> but wait 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 they cut away from There's them the so school. fast yeah. yeah and it's never they're not suspenseful you don't see and the, the movie seller guys had the same complaint in their episode about this movie like you don't see him lurking in the background. It's not a Michael Myers situation. It's just like someone steps into a setting, sure. onto a set, and they're like, "Hey guys, guys," and then just stabbed. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be kind of jump scary, but it's not, and they're just dead.
0: That's a good point. There isn't like a lot of suspense building in this one. But Joseph, let's hear it.
1: Uh, um, I mean, I I don't think this movie was going for suspense at all. It, it was just going for. Um, creative kills, and I think the corkscrew kill is the cream of the crop,
2: in my opinion. (laughs) But is it that creative? He shoves a corkscrew through his hand and then machetes him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would just ask you to reflect on that sentence you just said. (laughs) (laughs) If a guy did that to me in my own kitchen, my last words would be, boring. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, "Where the hell is Cark Screw?" That's what, that would be your
0: last words. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because how, how much how you like sneaky. that scene. Like, yeah, yeah. Where was well, he? I mean, even just where was he, he hiding? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just comes onto I the screen. I don't know.
1: I mean, that's that's the other thing. It's impossible that he could sneak up on him. I mean, he's like behind the refrigerator, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But he was so sneaky. I mean, I love that Jason is being sneaky He's like movie. six foot seven He's just and like, sneaky. He heard him yeah. say like, he, he was, he, all right, so this is what I'm imagining that's happening off screen. Jason's in the kitchen.
2: He's listening.
1: He hears him say, we got to get some wine to celebrate. He immediately grabs the corkscrew and hides in a cupboard or <laughs> I don't know where the fuck he would hide. And then he just waits. He just waits for the right moment for, for Chris Crispin Glover in all his glory to call out for the corkscrew. And then <laughs> he uses the carcass screw as an instrument to kill my
2: sweet Crispin. <laughs> Dude, by the way, <laughs> speaking of Jason being sneaky, Ted White, who played Jason in this movie, was 58. Wow. He was, wow. Uh, damn. It showed, in my opinion, in some of the chase scenes. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, yeah. Oh, Were I'm, chase I'll get
0: you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold on.
1: Oh. He was almost he was in the twilight years.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I like that reenactment, Joseph. And given his age, that would have been funny to throw in some, uh, yeah, fifty-eight-year-old hiding in a cupboard with a corkscrew, waiting for someone to ask for it. That's good. <laughs> really adds up. He had the corkscrew. He's <laughs> like, is there any fiber yeah. in here while I'm in here? <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> and then, then, uh, so yeah, people start dying, and there's someone dies in a shower. Uh, the corkscrew happens. Um, we see a girl get killed by a bike, and then we're down to Trish and Tommy, um, and and then uh, their friend Rob, the, that random hitchhiker who was the uh, brother of someone from another movie, he kind of makes a run for Jason, but uh, that like ends super quick. Like Jason catches him right away in the basement, and he yells, uh, he's killing me. It's a very
2: dark scene. Oh my yeah, god, I was not, adjusting like, the brightness and the angles of my screen. Like I was like, I cannot right? see anything.
0: I think that's why he yells repeatedly. He's killing me because he can't see. (laughs) You at home? It's so dark. You can't see. So he's like yelling. Yeah.
1: The director's like, "Tell him what's happening." (laughs) Yeah. He's killing me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so Rob is dead. It's just Trish and Tommy, and Jason's chasing them around uh, their house. And uh, in the midst of this, like Jason's about to kill Trish. Tommy's gone up and like shaved his head. And Tommy's like this little kid. He's like shaved his head. Tommy's Corey Feldman, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's made himself look like Jason as a young kid. And he comes down and confronts Jason. Jason gets like all tripped up like, who's this kid who looks like me as a kid? And it makes him like <laughs> pause and like think about his life for a minute or something. And then uh, Trish uses that time to uh, kind of like hit him on the face and gets his mask off. And then Tommy, this kid, starts stabbing Jason and stabs him in the skull. Jason falls down and the machete goes through his head. And then uh, his fing- fingers wingle- wiggle a bit. And uh, Tommy ends up just like hacking him up uh, repeatedly, yelling, die, die, die. And then uh, the movie ends with uh, Trish at the hospital confronting Tommy who just looks super creepy because he shaved his head and he just murdered this guy. Um, Anything else you guys want to call out in, like, that ending sequence?
2: Tommy, like, gives a look to the camera, like, the same look that Michael Jackson gives to the camera at the end of the thriller video. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it cuts right there. So you're wondering,
2: like, what's up with Tommy? And she was, like, super freaked out when he was hacking Jason up. Like, she thought
0: that he had, like broken in some way yeah which i think they're trying to imply right at the end of the film that like tommy's like now this broken like disturbed uh kid right like tommy might become the next jason yeah yep uh joseph were you gonna say something
1: well a couple things that i feel are unresolved so i've seen this movie several times and i i always forget to go back and check for this what happens to the mom thank you yeah,
2: I know. Right?
1: That is yep. never shown. Right? They never no, find her body or anything. she sees something
2: and screams, and the camera cuts, and you never see her again. And and, and
1: also the mm-hmm. dog jumps out of the window in slow motion, and I think Why? we never see the dog again.
2: The dog jumps out a second story window that is closed, <laughs> shatters the glass. Yeah. They,
1: and exits the movie. Right? Every
0: house in this movie has the cheapest glass. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's so frustrating when you see them like locking the windows as like their form of defense. It's like, that's not, that's yeah. not going to do anything.
2: That part's cute when they're trying to, like, hammer the door. One of the characters, like, breaks through the glass instead of stepping over a dead body that's in front of the front door. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Crispin Glover is, like, suspended, like, through the door, and she could easily wiggle past him, but she uses a chair to, like, bash out the kitchen window <laughs> and <laughs> escape that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty breakable glass. Uh, but yeah, it is really uncharacteristic of like these movies sent to not show a kill, and that that mom thing is really weird. That uh, that that death supposedly supposedly happens off of screen, but I don't know, it's a weird one. Yeah, it almost feels like they lost the footage or something. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, probably the never, most. It's never addressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what do you guys think overall? Joseph, why don't you kick us off?
1: Well, I went first last time. Why don't why don't you guys go first?
2: Oh. You're the guest. Uh, as I said, I feel like these reviews, I'm always just echoing what I've already said, but I was <laughs> impressed. Going into this, my expectations are already low because I now know how I feel about this franchise. But I am impressed that there were character arcs. There were there was this family like who you actually kind of cared about that wasn't just some teens who were all going to die. There was one girl who we haven't really mentioned, who is a virgin and considering like having sex with one of the dudes who's there that night she's part of a couple and they do and she like says to him that she's in love and walks out of there she eventually dies but she like has a character arc where you know she's nervous about it she's never had sex and she does have sex and she feels like she's in love and it's a great night and then Crispin Glover has this character art where his friend just keeps telling him that his girlfriend broke up with him because he is a, quote, dead fuck. Then he has sex with this twin who's like, that, you're, you did great. And so he's all, you know, on top of the world when he dies. So it was just cool to see, like, a character go through some development in one of these movies because we literally have not had that at all.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting case study of like the, the difference or impact it makes by having like actually full fleshed out characters with these arcs versus like the last three, which didn't have any of that. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel you. It makes <laughs> makes a huge difference.
2: Yeah, but I still think it's not very good. <laughs>
1: what, <laughs> what, what what
2: what didn't you like about it? There's no suspense in the kills. The kills aren't like gory or crazy enough to really be that interesting to me. Um, yeah. And the character arcs, I mean, they're not that meaningful. They're just, they are a character arc, so I appreciated that. But, yeah, um, to me, this is the best Friday the Thirteenth movie I've seen so far. But it's still not a good movie.
1: Nice, that's sure. high praise. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, what do you think? Um. So yeah, I'm a big fan of this one, uh, mostly because of Crispin and Glover. I'm a a, a Crisper, myself. Crisper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh I can't argue with anything you're saying about it uh, but i will I will also echo one of your previous complaints is that the main characters are not in the movie a whole bunch, uh, which is uh, something that's happened a lot in in the previous films as well like if you think about the family like they're they're in it, I guess they get some screen time, but um, the focus seems to be like on the on the party teens, which mm-hmm. is great, which is where it should be but Again, so I'm just echoing stuff that you've said in the past about what you don't like about these. Um, for me, yeah, this is my favorite Friday the 13th movie just because it has Crispin Glover uh, in all his glory. <laughs> um, but if I'm being honest, like, it's, yeah, it's not a great movie, uh, but I enjoy it because it's bad. I enjoy all the failings in it. Um, but as you mentioned, Crispin Glover's arc is one of my favorite arcs in any horror movie. Because he he has the best day that he will ever have if he survived. <laughs> and he goes out on an extreme high note by yeah. saying a grammatically incorrect sentence about a corkscrew and then getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best he I ever like could have I
2: keep done. at it, but Joseph thinks it's hilarious that Crispin Glover <laughs> pronounces corkscrew, carkscrew.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that was like a character choice. I really don't know. I, I think that's just the way he take? talks.
2: I Because I didn't even <laughs> notice it until
0: you called it out. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know city, <laughs> and now it's like all I hear. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I I'm a fan of this, but I like bad movies, so I it's um, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I hear what you guys are saying. I, like, I think you both uh, like kind of hit it. Like it's, it's it's not a great movie, uh, but yeah, the character arcs are kind of fun. I don't. I, I think you're giving too much weight, though. I mean, these these arcs weren't even like that fleshed out. I mean, basi- <laughs> basically, like he like yeah, he, he he scores and then that's like his arc, and then he dies. Is, is that what we're calling an arc now? <laughs> for this movie, yes, you have to like dumb down the <laughs> definition of a character arc
2: for the franchise yeah. rather. But yeah, I mean like. He is, like, the crux of his character is that his character can be reduced to the fact that his friend just keeps digging at him, saying he's a bad lay, essentially, and then he gets vindicated. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. So it's It's something.
2: They threw us some sort of a bone. But yeah, it's true what Joseph said. Like, it had some, like, emotional grounding here with this family, and you really, you don't see the family that much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was, was kind of cool to throw that kid in, and, yeah, you're a little more invested in uh, these characters than uh, just, like, teenagers who don't know. Uh, I, I like that. I also thought, yeah, they, they did some, like, really cool uh, diversions here from, like, the other three, which were, like, definitely overdue for the franchise, and uh, bringing in that uh, other characters, having that story arc there for the, for the characters, and then, um, I, yeah, I, I thought some of the kills were actually kind of interesting. Like, he never killed two people the same way, did he?
1: Hmm. No. No, I guess not. He was pretty, I mean, that's the other thing. He's pretty creative with his kills this this round.
0: Yeah. I mean, despite not like building up like a lot of suspense around them, I, I feel like each kill like was either a different weapon or a different attack strategy or something. And for like, you know, 14, 15 deaths in this movie, that's that's kind of impressive.
1: Can you guys give me an example of a movie that has good suspense before a kill? Because you guys say Halloween. that a lot. And I,
0: yeah. Halloween
2: comes oh, to mind. Oh, sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different ball game though, isn't it? Phyllis? It's
2: not though. I mean, that's like what this movie is <laughs> copying. Or what this franchise is trying to copy.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, because, yeah, they're so far from it uh, that, yeah, I I wonder if, like, they're trying to, like, play up another angle and, like, just be like, yeah, we're not even going to try on the suspense side. We're just going to keep it (laughs) on the breasts or something. I don't know. One uh, thing that makes the kills, I will say he doesn't kill two people
2: quite the same way in this one, but a big thing in this franchise is him stabbing people through something. Like... Oh yeah, in yeah. all three of the Kevin movies Bacon. before this, he stabbed like through a bed, and then in this one, he stabbed through a raft and through a projection
0: screen, throws an axe yeah. through a door. Yeah, that that is a theme. <laughs> it's coming coming from behind something.
1: So for Ashwin's theory, it's it's a boner piercing furniture. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: like double double <laughs> penetration. That's what I'm saying, guys. There's <laughs> there's a clear metaphor here. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what do you guys think? How many uh, harpoon guns through the nuts would you give this one, Joseph?
1: Uh, I would give it four corkscrews through the hand. Oh man, <laughs>
0: switching
2: up the units, changing, <laughs> changing the uh, measurement. <laughs>
0: yeah. What it's about you, Brad? So, oh, I, go ahead.
1: It's not. It's not a. It's not a artistic masterpiece. It's not a wonderful horror movie it's enjoyable in all the ways that I I like bad movies um but it's not quite like a five either you know it's like uh, it's it it, it's it's almost there it's almost there but it's it's got it doesn't quite pass that last hurdle for me um but I do enjoy every time I see it I, I love it um mostly I guess you'll see in the smash cut um, what what I love about it. but so, so there's, there's some extreme highs, but it's not sustained long enough to be a 5 out of 5 for me.
0: It's almost bad enough to be a 5 out of 5? It's almost bad enough. <laughs> if there's more
1: Crispin or yeah. more of the, the mask side story, um, m- more time spent on, on Corey Feldman, it could have got there, but it it just comes short of a 5 out of 5 for me.
2: <laughs> Corey All Feldman's right. the masks he made were really cool. I was hoping they would have been used that could have been more right
1: yeah Yeah. i I wish that was more of a thing or like he he wore a mask to to distract jason or something but um yeah it's almost there for me but not quite
2: Jason seeing him like with his head shaved like young jason was like (laughs) when a baby (laughs) looks in a mirror for the first time (laughs) (laughs) what
1: (laughs) (laughs) what what an amazing plan that was (laughs) Hey Brian, th- this I look is... how disappointed the sister is when she comes back to the house and she's like, I told you to leave. Yeah, like, she's so sad. <laughs>
0: uh Brian, this is the like the second movie we've seen recently where like people are under attack and one of their uh one of one of the characters first reaction is like give themselves a haircut uh, before they fight. They they did that in Green Room too, right? Wait. Green Room? Yeah, in Green Room uh that Wait, main actor Oh yeah. He shaves his head uh, before the final scene, and it's just like a weird, uh, um, like you know you have like flighter flighter uh fights, and I guess there's a third option where you give yourself a haircut, which is weird. Yeah, the alternate <laughs> theory <laughs> is or fight haircut. or flight or shave. Yeah, or shave. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brian, what, what about you? What do you, what uh, would you like I this? give
2: this to, uh, what was it? Corkscrews to the hands, or oh, uh, <laughs> harpoons to the nuts, spear guns nuts. to the nuts. I'll, yeah. I'll call it corkscrews to the nuts. I give it a <laughs> two. But I do, it's like a two plus because it's not a two and a half, but I do like it better than any of the other Friday the 13th movies that I gave twos. Yeah. I gave part two. three a one, I think, but I think I gave the other two twos. Wow. Two twos. Okay.
0: So this is two plus? Two plus. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of, I, I think, you know, yeah, we, we hated the other ones, so my bar was really low. But going into this, uh, I, I liked some of the risks they took, some of the more development and like the quirky aspects of it. I think it, it just felt like a lot funnier and uh, um, more like creative. So I, I I thought it was like definitely watchable, enjoyable. So I, I gave it a three and a half uh, Harpoon Guns. to the nuts, nice corkscrews. Three and a half. Wow, I'm losing you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, great. Well, yeah. Anything else to add on then to the movie or your reviews? That's it for me.
1: Uh, no. I think we've said everything we need to say about Crispin Glover.
0: I think yeah, enough has been said about Chris Van Glover. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, Joseph, thanks a lot for joining us again uh, to talk about this movie. I, I, I know this was one that you were very passionate about and close to the heart, and I'm glad you were able to <laughs> join us and share some of your thoughts about it uh, with us today. Um, any upcoming projects you want to plug?
1: Uh, no. I just try. I'm trying to play 52 shows this year. That's my goal as Alloy Fox.
0: Cool. Check him out, uh, Alloy Fox at Ben camp, camp. Right?
1: Yeah, Alloy Fox bandcamp.com I should know that URL but it's if you google Alloy Fox you'll find me
0: cool well yeah thanks thanks for joining us yeah, uh, thanks, Brian man. anything else from you? nope just want to echo your thanks to
2: Joseph we appreciate you joining us it's nice to have somebody join us who likes these movies too
1: yeah they're yeah. fun I, I think you guys enjoyed this one
2: we would both have more fun watching this movie <laughs> with you and your loud laughter
0: I gotta drive over to yeah, Asheville sometime really help. We'll, we'll make it happen awesome alright well, thanks again for joining us. That's going to be it for our discussion on Friday the 13th, the final chapter, or Friday the uh, 14th, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help other people find our show, and we always appreciate the feedback. If you want to join the discussion, you can find our social links on HorrorMovieClub.com, or you can shoot us an email at podcasts at horrormovieclub.com. We're going to be announcing next week's movie on Facebook and Twitter, in case you want to watch it before the next episode. We also have a Discord server where we're chatting up with a few other listeners and fellow horror fans, so you can find the link to that on our website. Uh, We also have a Patreon page in case you want to throw some extra change our way. You can find that at patreon.com slash horror movie club. Our logo is done by Imume Pop Art, so check her out on etsy.com. And until next time, if there's a mass killer hunting you down, uh, just grab a pair of scissors and give yourself a haircut before you try to confront them. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everyone.